All right, yo, what's up? Welcome to uh, the next and I believe last installment of uh, the Demo Listen Hell Week series. Mm -hmm. Um, This will catch us up to, according to my math, we'll have like 25 bands um, still in the email after this episode, which is, I think it gives us a nice little bit of breathing room. So that way, if we have a slow week where nobody sends anything in, um, you know, we still have a bit of a back catalog, but, uh, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon because we got five submissions like just today, I think. So, right. um, the, uh, the feedback on the first episode, which is up now, uh, has been has been pretty solid. A uh, few people suggested that uh, it become a yearly thing. Um, somebody mm-hmm. else suggested, I think Zach Honeycutt suggested that uh, if we do if we do live stream it next time, maybe uh, maybe also take live call-ins, uh, which I think we, you know we've kind of kicked around the idea of doing like a live call-in episode. That, that, that would be that would I kind of like that idea. That would be fun. I like the idea of us being irritated and tired after like seven hours. Right. And um, we're getting fucking Applebee's the person calling us. Right, 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 right. I was saying like it, it would probably have energy uh, akin to um, the Neil Hamburger poolside chats. Yeah. Like, you or, fucking degenerate <laughs> moron. Or yeah. Or the uh, pre-recorded live call in show. That's right. Yes, the on Mr. Show. That's one of my favorite fucking bits because he's so frustrated just explaining the rules over and over and over again. I, I really like that. Yeah, it's really also, good. full disclosure, we stopped recording at like three in the morning. Yeah. Um, and uh, because I think I, we left off, I believe, with me incoherently r- ranting and throwing slurs around about how much I hated the internet and things like that. Which I believe so, yeah. Is pretty par for the course um but it was especially incoherent yes i think my point was i said something i i, I was you you were standing up for uh, a gentleman named hate five six yes um whom i didn't know why would you call yourself that that's stupid um <laughs> and uh i was like I, I don't really know and i don't care and sort of bemoaning the fact that people make money off hardcore. And I guess my point was that not bemoaning the fact that people make money off hardcore. It's just that the opportunity exists for people to make money off hardcore. Sure. That's a bummer, right? right. But yeah. that's just the same thing as it's always been is, you know, commercial interests and fucking culture gets fucking commodified and so forth. But, yo, for all you fucking celebrity hardcore chasers, uh, you guys are real fucking stupid. <laughs> yes, for sure. I just had this oh. conversation with somebody like, uh, I don't know, three or four days ago about how oh. truly insane it is. Like, who who gives a shit what any of those fucking dudes are doing? Uh, that, in my opinion, it is uh, antithetical to everything the form is about. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. And again, I will say I don't I don't believe that pre- applies to Sonny, who is not not a clout demon by any stretch of the imagination. Is just a, a hardworking dude who travels all over the place filming shows and does a very good job. Yeah, of so it. just go by Sonny. It's perfectly nice. Hate five six. Give me a fucking break. But yeah, I mean, what are you, you fucking twelve? You you can't you can't div- divorce sort of like the innate corniness um, from like the essence of hardcore. It's it's no, it's but, been there but, since jumping. You're gonna. But you can acknowledge that you were not a little boy anymore. <laughs> like, hey guys, I realize that I'm not an idiot fourteen year old anymore. Check this out. I'm gonna go by my name, which is Sunny. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure, but I think it's one of those things where it's like once because he started doing it a long time ago, right. a and long he, time ago when he was a little boy, and now he's not. But once you've established that sort of like uh, that rec- that just that name recognition, and people know where to go for it, it would be counterintuitive for you to change. Like for example, I've had the same stupid ass email for many years. It's Edge Gray. Mm-hmm. So like. I, but I can't change it now. I use it for like fucking business, like my business accounts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's where my fucking car insurance account is under Edge Gray. I can't, I can't change it. So I it's think it's similar. Changed. It's easily changed because you realize that most of the things that come into Edge Gray are, gar- are junk anyway. It's just like when I dumped XNRHX and uh, it's just a, a junk email account. I just, uh, now my new one is a bit more, uh, well, it's not at all more mature, but then I have my like, you know, professional personal email. Yeah, but um, I'd have to I change just, it. So I just, on, I'd I have just to change it on so many websites and shit. No, 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 no. You just send that shit, right? Connect, you know, connect them. You know, fucking classify the shit you don't like as junk. There it goes. Clean it up. Clean up your fucking act, right? Clean up your act. <laughs> well, uh, in much the same way that I am not going to change my email because it would be too much trouble. I don't. Uh, I don't begrudge Sonny for not changing the admittedly very dumb name of his video production company. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, Sonny's funnies, right? What's wrong with that? <laughs> now, Sonny's funnies would not be bad. That's Sonny's funnies works. And it's, it's not this lame, stupid, macho, hate five, six bullshit, right? right. Sonny's funnies, <laughs> right? It's, it's still having fun. It's still poking at the innate juvenile nature of hardcore, right? but it's also eschewing the implied machismo, which is one of the most vile aspects of, of hardcore, right? It is for sure. And Sonny is the opposite of a, of a macho dude. Right. So Um, dump it. Sonny's funnies. Okay, cool. Well, you know what, if I get an opportunity to talk to him, I'll definitely suggest that to him and and see how he takes it. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's just jump on in. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna do 10 more and then we're gonna fucking call it. And, um, and I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to put this in our past. Are you sure we don't want to just leave like 15 in the back pocket? We could probably get you know, 20 episodes done. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I don't want to. I'm pretty sure. I think it, I think it's, I think it's nice to have like 20 to 25. So that way, like if, if submissions really slow down, we have a solid at any given time, we have a solid like two, two weeks worth of content. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Yeah. This is hell week, right? We went until Uh 3am. We took a break because we were in the depths of hell. Right. But we've ascended once again, right? Yeah, to an extent. I will say I just ate like 40 um, like vegan like taco bites. Like half of them <laughs> Jesus were- Jesus Christ. Half of them were like chicken taquito and, and half then, were and, like and nacho then, cheese. And just before that, you went on your, your, your daily jog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm fucking, I'm just, I'm just trying to strike an equilibrium, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I, I just, I've been running around all day, so I haven't had any chance to like imbibe like any actual sustenance. Like the only other thing that I consumed today was like a lemonade. Um, and, uh, so I feel like absolute shit. So you're Uh, primed for a trip into the blazes. I am for sure. So, you know, I don't think... I don't think we need to exacerbate it by drawing this out any longer than it needs to be. And like, I'm with it in, in, in the sense that like, yeah, I'm down for the concept, but I think for the sake of pragmatism, um, it would probably be a good idea to, to not, um, 
expend the entirety of what we have or close to the entirety of what we have in the email. So that way we have a, a built-in fail safe. Um, if such a, if such a time comes that we have a slow week where nobody sends anything in, you know? So if that were to happen, I guess we would just fill the gap, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like we would like just do it ourselves? It, yeah. Just do it ourselves. Here's some bands. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. We could, we could hypothetically do that for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's, let's dive right into it. So the first thing that we have is, uh, it's kind of an atypical submission cause it's, it's not something that's available online. Um, it comes to us from a dude named Nick Miller who lives in Kokomo, Indiana, he says it is a one-man project slash demo he's working on. He's been calling it workplace violence, but that will most likely change. Um, he said it was recorded on his iPad, so it leaves a lot of room for improvement, but he'd like to hear what we think. Uh, he puts it in the vein of sludge rock heavy metal, but he's terrible at putting labels on things. So this is like this is kind of a first in which this is not even a fully realized project yet. It's not something that ostensibly that anybody else has heard, or at least not a broad audience. It doesn't exist on the internet anywhere. This is literally a dude just sending us some shit that he's working on and asking us to talk about it um, and weigh in on it um, on our mid-tier hardcore punk podcast. So okay. um, I'm happy to do so. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Nick, I wouldn't have done it if I were you, but fuck it, man. You've, uh, you're, you're pot committed. You already, you, are, you already sent it our way. So you are pot committed. I don't know. Like, so yeah. Um, take, uh, take anything we say with a grain of salt. Cause, uh, half of it's lies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, it looks like the name of this track is cut off. So, uh, we're going to listen to Nick's track cut off from his solo project workplace violence that probably won't be called that in the future.
All right, so we just listened to the song Cut Off by the project Workplace Violence. Uh, Nate, how'd you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's stated that it's uh, <clears throat> uh, it's very much in its nascency, correct? Yeah, yeah. He said it's uh, just a, a demo that he's working on, and uh, this was something that he just recorded on his iPad. Fair enough. I've heard worse of this ilk. Sure. Um, that's for sure. Uh, I think you and I have both mentioned that before, how... Um, uh, this, I, 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 a lot of times I feel like the, uh, the, um, uh, the sleep version of doom mm -hmm. is, uh, a bit too, uh, a bit too, uh, I guess, uh, rote for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that said, if, as long as it's got a good riff and you know, it, 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 it checks the boxes, I'll listen to it. Right. I may yeah. not seek it out. Right. So as for a one man project, this was fine, you know, as, as a very early work. I think this was fine. I think it could use a little more filling out mm -hmm. um, for sure. But uh, the pieces are there. Um, it sounds like I said, I, I, it sounds just about like uh, every every amateur attempt I've ever heard of this style. It sounds basically just like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you obviously name dropped sleep. There's, uh, there's plenty of, of, uh, I hate God in this too. Um, but, uh, just, uh, albeit not quite, quite as filthy, which it would be hard to recapture via. It seems kind like of, mostly that's in the vocal delivery to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, it, it would be hard to, to recapture that with the kind of sterility that you, uh, are getting via, you know, uh, program drums on an iPad and shit. Speaking of which my bi biggest criticism on, on the mix on this would be, um, turn that hi-hat down, my guy. That hi-hat was just fucking bussing out my headphones, um, blowing my blowing my eardrums out. Um, so, you know, I'm very aware of the the mixing and recording limitations of an iPad. Uh, that's a that's a position I've been in before. But yeah, I think that this was this was a solid amateur attempt at doing like sludge doom stuff. You know, sludgy doom stuff. Um, it it is a genre that. I, I feel largely the same way that that Nate does about it. You know, it's 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 got to be of the highest tier to really catch my interest. But it's also something that's pleasing enough to the ear that, like, when it's on, I, you know, I have no desire to turn it off. If it's if it's playing in the background of a show, hey, I might watch a couple songs and then uh, stand outside within earshot and nod my head a couple times. You know what I mean? It's 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 something that largely has uh, lost its luster for me over the years um, in terms of like new bands doing this just because there's not really a, a lot of new ideas to be presented but i understand the appeal of playing it it's it's easy to write it's simple stuff it's fun it's loud um if you like amps and pedals and shit this gives you an opportunity to fuck around with your boutique fuzz pedals and 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 shit um things that that old dudes who are into punk and metal get into inevitably at some point um so yeah i mean i get it uh it's not really for me but as far as uh you know, amateur attempts at this kind of stuff go pretty good. I, I got, I got nothing terrible to say about it. Would agree that it needs some fleshing out. Um, that, that song was sort of, um, I would have liked to hear more variations on a theme as opposed yeah. to just kind of like one theme. And then that motif repeated a couple of times over the course of two minutes, like to its credit was only two minutes for sure. And I so, was, gonna, I mean, you know, I, I was going to say like brevity is good, but, um, but even within that two minute, 
span, I think that you could have, you could have fit more musical ideas in there, you know? Well, I think that this, yeah, but I also think that this style is hard to fit more in than two minutes, just with the, right. the pacing of almost every song that's like this. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, this sounds like maybe a part of a six minute long song. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This is uh this is a genre because like repetition and sort of like, uh, finding a groove is uh, kind of a key component of the songwriting process. Um, padding out the the runtime of your songs might not be a horrible idea, which is something that we rarely advocate for on this show. But uh, adding another two minutes and exploring some some other ideas, um, it probably would have would have done a lot to uh, endear this track to me. So that's uh that's where i sit with it nick thanks for uh thanks for sending it over keep working at it um if you do get an opportunity to branch out from an ipad i would uh definitely suggest it if you can even just get yourself like a fucking just like a a macbook and like a fucking usb mic um and actually and actually mic your amps and uh maybe download like some some drum some drum modules and shit um you there, I have put out quite a lot of records that I have recorded uh, just in my room with nothing but a mic and an amp and a computer. So you can uh, you can definitely get there, and you won't have to invest too much money into it, and it's gonna do you um, a lot more favors than an iPad. So that would be my personal suggestion to you as somebody who spends a lot of time in my room doing um, one man projects and demos. So. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. So next up, we have got Saren Reaper. This is a, another stout submission. This is uh, evidently their demo, so debut from this band. Uh, it's on its fourth pressing. Yeah, so evidently people really fucking like oh, this. Oh, but it's also edition of 20, edition ah. of 25, edition of 25. So, you know. Okay, so it's just, it's, it's sold. It's <laughs> technically on its first normal pressing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, like, Yo, tapes are fucking cheap. Right. right? Yeah, man. Like, just get 100. Yeah, exactly. And if you got some leftover who gives a shit? You're probably out an extra 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Who cares? Um, so I don't know anything about this other than that. It's a stout submission. And there's like a dude with a fucking, there's like a grim reaper on the cover. So, um, I, I probably have some idea of what to expect from this. Well, the name of this song is panzeramic rights. Uh-huh. Um, uh, presumably I'm, I'm presumably, well, obviously it's Carl panzeram. Right. Sure. Um, the world's coolest serial killer. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, definitely, definitely among the most, uh, hateful and violent for sure. Um, and, uh, then probably also a, uh, nod to Hellhammer. Uh, yes, I would imagine so. So, uh, and like I said, this, this all sort of tracks with, uh, something that Stout would, Stout would send our way. So let's see if musically this sounds like, uh, exactly what I expected to sound like. So let's, uh, listen to the song Panzeramic Rights by the band Saren Reaper off of their demo.
All right, we just heard the song Panzeramic Rights by Saren Reaper off of their demo. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I like that. That was yeah. pretty good. Uh, I don't really have a lot of bad to say about it. I liked uh, the noise of it. I liked the speed of it. I liked the lyrics. Um, I liked the vocal delivery of the uh, vocalist A. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, the weak part for me was the guttural vocalist B. Yeah. Um, but other than that, just seemed a little hack. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought it took away from it for me. Um, but by and large, uh, pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I should have, should have pressed a hundred. Yeah. You should have just pressed a hundred, man. <laughs> um, so, so something that I really hope about this is that it's, it's young kids. Like I, I really hope that this is, this is kids in the, you know, they're maybe their late teens or early twenties. Mm-hmm. And, and here is why, right? Because one thing that I really love about metal that persists even in 2021, despite sort of like all cultural advancement and and shifting social ideas is that it's the last bastion of like true edgelord bullshit where like people are writing songs glorifying horrible serial killers and shit and for somebody like myself who is like a a dyed in the wool edgelord guy um you know the death in june shirt wearer man um I really like that. And one thing that really dismays me is sort of like the loss of that that desire, the desire of youth to have an adversarial nature, an adversarial relationship with the rest of the world and to do that through um, through shock and offense. Like that's one of the things that drew me into punk and metal and hardcore as a kid, right? Was that like it aimed to be alienating for the sake of it, you know, just, just to, to throw up two middle fingers to everything around them. Right. So, so what about this song do you feel was, um, I guess, uh, an edgelord about it was because it's about Carl Panzram. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's just like you, you don't, the, the the tendency to sort of like lean into like, you know, think about like, you know, old integrity shirts and, and record designs with fucking like Charles Manson all over them and shit. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's corny and stupid, but I also I also love it. Um, I love that. I, I, I love shit that makes grandma um, that makes grandma shriek. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a there is a 12 year old that lives inside of me that's always going to get off on like getting a rise out of like society at large or at the very least i'm always going to retain the desire for like youth to want to do that yeah um, and and like yeah it's, i don't think this is like overtly edge lordy but yeah just the fact that it's about um it's about carl panzram and it's not speaking ill of him you know what i mean it's just like well yeah but i mean that's super common in pretty much i mean i, I think it's impossible for um, I, you know, I mean, this wasn't death metal, obviously, but, sure. um, you know, this is sort of thrashy D beat or whatever, but, right. um, I think it's fairly impossible to, um, I guess, uh, write, it, it's fairly impossible to, uh, write certain genres of lyrics, um, and not just have like, you can't write death metal and, and have it be not like horrible. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could argue that, sure, like, you know, I don't know, Utopia Banis and shit like that. Like, there's plenty of fucking socially conscious heavy music, and it sounds like a death metal record, but also, you know, it's not uncommon 
I mean, it's 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 the norm for fifty year old dudes that are in death metal bands to still be fucking singing about like gutting whores. You of know, co- of course. But that's what I'm saying is like I don't I don't care about the fifty year old man doing that. I want I want like eighteen year olds to want to do that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like so, that's that that to me like if this is a band of like nineteen and twenty year olds, um, it it imbues me with a sense of of uh, of hope for the youth. You know what I mean? Sure, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, you and I both agree that we we like, um, we don't like safe spaces in this shit. Sure. Um, and uh, I mean, that's not to say as as much as we touted, as much as we touted how much we like fucking controversial shit and love screwdriver. And uh, the first episode of Hell Week, <laughs> um, you know, you know, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to see a bunch of fucking bigots and shit like that. But, you no, know, I ain't easily offended either. Right. Um, we've talked about that before. I like I like the fact that uh, there's a there's a sense of threat, not a not a ma- the machismo bullshit of like fucking hardcore and shit like that. Like right. actual fucking, you know, like creepiness and just generally give a fuck at this. Right. I, I just I just think that like a genuine fringe element present in like subculture spaces it does it heighten it just heightens the quality of the culture you know i feel i feel like it should be all about having fucking fringe elements right of all fucking stripes except for like the overtly fucking shitty um like go form your own i don't i don't really you know what i mean like, sure right uh, i don't think like we should open fucking like you know with welcome arms to fucking of course you know nazis and shit like that but sure. um I don't know. I like it. I don't necessarily look at it that way. I mean, I feel I feel like there's plenty of fucking bands doing the same fucking thing. I don't think Carl Panzram is that fucking. I mean, you know, like clutch your pearls. Grandma doesn't even know who Carl Panzram was, right? Like, I think I think like Angel of Death is uh, a much more is a much better example of like young dudes at the time writing, you know, a fairly controversial controversial material even to sure. this day, you know. Right. I think if you showed Angel of Death to a lot of folks, if it wasn't like a classic, right? Yeah. Um, if you wrote that song today, you'd probably get some shit for it. I agree. But I guess my point is like, so you're also incredibly divorced from the internet. So like you don't you don't see the phenomenon as much as I have to see the phenomenon of like 16 and 17 year olds who instead of going out and starting bands and writing songs about Carl Panzram are like, you know, admonishing people for thinking bad thoughts on the internet. Stop creeping on 16 and 15 and 16-year-olds <laughs> on the internet. I'm certainly not, but I'm just saying like, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram or something, people, you know, people share stuff to their stories or whatever, like uh, they saw a particularly stupid TikTok or whatever. I'm just saying it's very easy. Um, it's very easy to be inundated with uh, a massive, just like never-ending feed of young people being scolds instead of going out and doing like edgy young people shit. And no, uh, that's because that's the hip young thing to do, I guess. It right. goes back and forth, right? It does go back and forth. And that's what I'm saying is like, for me, if this is young people doing this, it's a refreshing break from that. Yeah. Uh, Adam Walker used to have a Carl Panzram t-shirt mm-hmm. um, that was really fucking dope. It just said Panzram and it had his angry face on it. Um, and we went and got Easter pictures taken one year. <laughs> okay. Like and at the mall? Went, yeah. Like a, like a photo studio. We, I think we were just driving by and we saw like, you know, a photo studio had like Easter pictures, you know? Yeah. So we went in and waited in line and Adam was dressed in his 
traditional garb of the time, which was, you know, like a leather jacket with chains and his Carl Panzram shirt and his fucking boots. And I was wearing, you know, my traditional garb of the era, which is pretty much the same, which is just, you know, like a negative approach shirt and some combat boots and some fucking, you know, BDUs or just some fucking, you know, black pants. And uh, people were there with their families and stuff. And then we went in and like hugged the little bunnies and got pictures <laughs> taken. And I, I, I have that picture of Adam somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that hung up on the wall for a while. I, I, I always think of that when I think about Carl Panzram. And I think about Carl Panzram more than you might think. The uh, man was a was a brutal hater of humanity. <laughs> I don't I don't think that you do think about him more than I might think. I, I think you probably think about him just as much as I might think you do. Um, no, okay. <laughs> so um, let's uh, let's keep it moving. So next up, we have Mesmer with Getting By. This is a band from Indianapolis. It was sent in by Nate Snitchler. He says that he is um, particularly bad at. Uh, identifying subgenres like we often do on here, but that he believes this is probably the quote unquote uh, college rock that I often speak of with fondness um, and that he suspects it might be in my lane. So I, I kind of know this band just by name because I think some kids that I like used to know um, are in this band and it's kind of like a pure group that over the years I kind of distance myself from because a lot of them are fuckheads uh so i don't pay it so i don't pay attention to what like a, a lot of stuff that kind of like comes out of this peer group um so i have no idea what they've been doing for the last few years but i i know that this is a band that exists um so i guess today i'm gonna find out if uh if this is any good or not so they just dropped this on 420 um because i think all these kids like weed a lot which that's is pretty cool really ain't much cool. ain't much is cooler than weed right <laughs> very cool man right? ain't, ain't much is cooler than weed you know i <laughs> yeah. mean it's uh it's definitely um grandpappy's favorite thing too yeah for sure and then at least uh my dad who's a grandpappy yeah for sure and there's a there's a bunch of magic mushrooms i tell you top. what dude my dad and all his buddies sitting around playing poker and smoking doobies is super fucking cool too, yeah I'll tell you. yeah there's nothing like it it's very cool counterculture stuff man um god grow the fuck up it's 2021 once you cut your cock off and self-flagellate, if you think that smoking cut weed your is cock a... off and smoke that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That's you, cool. If now you, that's cool. That's... Now imagine if you saw a guy smoking his own cock, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> now that is cool. Yeah, if you think smoking weed is a fucking personality to trait in 2021, you can go fuck yourself. But uh, but let's see if this band of weed smoking fiends made some good music. So we're gonna listen to the song "Getting By" by the band Mesmer from Indianapolis.
All right, we just heard the song Getting By by the band Mesmer from Indianapolis. And uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Tell me what you thought about this. So you know Dinosaur Jr. has a new record, right? I do, yeah. Have you heard it? I haven't yet, no. I guarantee it's better than this. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's basically what this is trying to be, um, yeah. albeit in a in, in possibly the lamest fucking in, in interpretation of it. Right. Um, this song is completely fucking sunk to the bottom of the goddamn ocean by the lyrical content. <laughs> um, fuck off. Fuck off. Right. Write a song about smoking. Uh, I, I write a song about drinking beer and how cool that is. Right. <laughs> right. I, it's so fucking lame. I hate, I absolutely hate potheads. Hate it. Hate being around them. I think that it is probably the most undignified thing to like center your life around. Right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Like, I guess it's not addictive, but you know, like a meth addict has no, pro, no, no other options other than to center their life around their meth addiction. Right. Right. Same thing goes for any other fucking like, you know, heroin or anything like that, you know, fucking pill abuse or something like that. It takes over their center of being. Right. Right. Supposedly this shit isn't addictive, but boy, they just can't shut the fuck up about it, can they? <laughs> Yeah, man. Yes. It's it's so fucking stupid. I, I I I want it to be legal as quickly as possible, not so that people can go can like smoke it freely because you won't be able to. Sure. Just like you can't fucking walk down the middle of the street drinking a forty legally, right? Right, right. right. Um, you won't be able to. I hope it's taxed to shit. Um, and uh, but I want it to, so that it goes the fuck away and it just becomes background noise like Bud Light. Right, so that there's no longer even like the remotest trappings of this shit being counterculture in any right. way. Because there's nothing counterculture about it, right? No. Every goddamn person in my family smokes it. Yeah. It is the most banal shit on the face of the fucking earth. Yeah, right? man. And, and, and it's just so goddamn lame. Yeah. Everything about it is trash. Everything. It's impossible. It's impossible. It is impossible to participate in the culture without looking like utter fucking trash, right? Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Sure. <laughs> I agree, man. It's yeah. impossible. And so that alone puts this fucking song into the shitter. Because <laughs> when it came out, I was like, hey, this isn't so bad, right? Yeah. This is like a Nickelodeon fucking 90s Nickelodeon show take on fucking Dinosaur Jr. Right, yeah, yeah. This is, this this is, is a, a Pete and Pete take yeah, on fucking <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. I, I was about to say, this is a Polaris track, right? Right. Yeah. Perfectly fine, right? Yeah. Then that stupid fucking content comes in. Fuck off. Go hang out with the fucking, you know, the fucking grinning Joker skull fucking ashtray that my dad has on the middle of his fucking <laughs> poker table with his fucking buddies. Go hang out with that. Right. <laughs> Fuck off. Straight into the fucking shitter. Straight into the fucking trash can. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Right. So like the glorification of like hippie false counterculture, like pot smoking drug culture shit, especially in 2021 to me is kissing cousins with like the hyper stupid glorification of like lame ass biker culture uh, it really is right it, yeah. yeah dude don't even get me fucking started on sons of anarchy right if i go back in time and choose do i want to kill hitler or do i want to create kill the creator of sons of anarchy <laughs> the 
of Sons of Anarchy. Right. Honestly, probably too, because there's less historical consequence for that. Sure. <laughs> so, so there's like, you know, there, the, like I said, these things are our kissing cousins, and largely they are both kind of uh, safe bet retirement plans for kids in counterculture uh, to lean into as they get older and they desperately need a new personality to project into the world and make friends with. And, uh, I, I, you know, uh, fucking flip a coin on which one I hate more on any given day. So I got to say, musically, Nick, I think your your assessment was, or uh, Nate, rather, your assessment was pretty spot on. This is indeed the the college rock that I so often, uh, that I so often name check. And musically yeah this is in my lane and like um yeah this is obviously evocative of of d jr especially with you know the fuzzy guitar solos the the sort of lackadaisical delivery and shit but you know what jay maskets doesn't do he doesn't he, sing about fucking weed all the time he doesn't even smoke weed he doesn't even right. drink you know why because jay maskets is a straight edge warrior um and he has been for many years and he still writes songs that are 10 times as sick as this well he's he writes songs that are 10 times as sick as this because he doesn't center his life around smoking weed, so right. so I, I have trouble. I, I have trouble connecting with this, like for the same reasons that 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 Nate just listed, just because it's so deeply alienated to me. Not even speaking as a straight edge person, just speaking as an adult person, right? Like I don't I don't center my adult life around being straight edge, just as no. no no respectable adult should center their adult life around fucking being a weed smoker. Um, so I have trouble connecting with it for that reason i also have trouble connecting with it because i admitted up top that i have like personal history with with the people who make this stuff and i know that they just sort of tour from one genre to the next they were in a pop punk band then they got really into weed and they started a really lackluster kind of like stoner rock a doom metal band and now they're doing like fuzzed out fuzzed out indie rock stuff and honestly all of their the musicality of this entire group of people is pretty admirable and usually whatever they're attempting at any given time is pretty good and i think that this is no exception i think musically this is really solid it's like fuzzed out early 90s college rock it's good um you know summer evening driving music but you know i just uh for all of the reasons listed uh, I just I can't connect with it, and like I'm so profoundly alienated by um, by thinking that 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 weed is a suitable is suitable subject matter for a song that um, I just can't forgive it, man. Especially the fact that they released this on 420, man. Yeah, I mean maybe it's weed, maybe it's something because I got fucking who gives a shit, man. Yeah, right. This this is fucking grandpas and grandmas shit. Right. Yeah. The fucking hippies of the 60s stormed the fucking Capitol in January. Right. That's what they're fucking doing. They're screaming <laughs> about fucking Q and vaccines. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they ruined the fucking planet for the rest of us some 50 years fucking later. Right. That's right. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just such a fucking turnoff. I don't give a shit. It could be the most ripping shit. If it's about fucking weed, if it's about getting high, it is fucking gay <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yes um it's uh to to quote uh to quote the um the big lebowski the bums lost the bums will always lose yeah <laughs> so um yeah so let's uh let's uh, and you know like i said uh no one no one these fools they will be on to the next thing whenever whenever that comes around and i'm sure they'll do a competent job at it but man these motherfuckers are always hopping from band to band 
never com- never really committing to the bit fully putting out some records doing some shit for a while then moving on to the next thing and yeah look they're always flying at it but uh i can't bring myself to give a fuck either so there you go um if this weren't about weed and it were made by like a different core group of people i'd probably fuck with it um so next up we have got something that uh is has been sort of in my in my sphere for a for a grip now and i've heard about a shit ton and i just haven't listened to for whatever reason you know um it is the band frozen soul this was a submission by john fett and uh they have a new record out this year crypt of ice um out on century media everybody is everybody is talking about this band is sort of being like the death metal band of the moment right now um and uh a lot of people whose opinions on death metal i generally respect seem to be big up in this band uh and I, like i said for whatever reason i just haven't gotten around to listening to them so i guess we're gonna do it now so we are gonna listen to the song crypt of ice by the band frozen soul
All right, we just heard the song Crypt of Ice off of the record of the same name by the band Frozen Soul. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Um, so this, in a Venn diagram of three bands, sat firmly in the middle for me. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, Bolt Thrower. Sure. Uh, Early Entombed. Yes. And Coffins. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. And I like all three of those bands. I like this. This tiptoed. Ooh, this almost took a fucking nosedive um, about two, two-thirds of the way through, three-quarters of the way through, when it started to tiptoe right up to a slam part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, boy, I didn't like that. I would have much rather heard like a nice fucking appropriate solo thrown in there or something. For sure, yeah. I ain't in the fucking band. Um, uh, but yeah, I would have preferred that. They did pull out of it elegantly because the riff that came in after that sounded pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, I like this. This is pretty fucking good. And I think that's another one that's on, uh, was enforced on century media too. I think enforced is on century. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe century media is, uh, keeping it alive, turning it around. Right. So dude, any of those sort of like leg- legacy labels, like fucking, you know, metal blade century media, take your fucking pick. They all just like they glom on to whatever the yep. fuck is happening. Earache well, too, you know what I and mean. And death metal of this ilk, of the bolt thrower, early entombed ilk, is uh, quite popular. Yeah, it's 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 having a moment, man. And like this stuff is always going to be more more marketable and, and broadly um, just lucrative than like punk and hardcore. So like anytime those old fucking zombie ass fucking legacy labels like Century Media can uh, can scoop up a wave of bands and and cash in on this. Show, shit for a few year window they're always going to and then they're going to go right back to signing whatever the fuck they yeah you know what i mean like fucking god uh uh earache i think signed like buck cherry back yeah. in the day you know yeah. what i'm I saying mean, like you're right you're right i mean they're at that point they're they're basically you know um compromised right yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but it's nice to see uh it's nice to see another good fucking band on that label i guess yeah um, yeah for sure but yeah i, I enjoyed this like i said i, I that that dalliance there with some slam shit at the end um, had me uh, kind of soured. My face was, I was making a pinched sour face. <laughs> um, but uh, they pulled out of that, so I dug it. Yeah, for sure. This was really solid. I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, I think I think that there are uh, a lot of death metal bands that are operating, you know, a tier or two below this in terms of just visibility that are doing this um, a little bit better in my opinion. Uh, but this has obvious, you know, marketing and production value thrown behind it. So I think it's just in front of more, in front of more faces, finding its way to more ears. And, uh, you know, it's well worth the hype that I, I see it getting based upon that track. That was a strong track. I liked it a whole lot, but, uh, but yeah, I think some of the, some of the death metal that we've heard on this, uh, on this series so far on this like hell week thing, like, um, I think is, is kind of head and shoulders above this, like that feculent stuff I think is, mm-hmm. is, a lot sicker than this um or anthropophagus or, or take your pick i think there, sure i think there are some bands that are, are uh, swimming in similar waters um who are still maybe more part of like a a, a true diy scene that i prefer to this um but in in terms of like big production um you know century media death metal this is really solid. I got no beef with it, and I will uh, almost certainly check out the rest of this record. So, mm-hmm, for um, sure. the two two of the things that I bought from that the the initial like the first episode of of Hell Week were uh, death metal records. It was that Feculent EP mm-hmm. and that uh, Steel Bearing Hand. I bought both of those right away. Okay, so. I picked up the Feculent EP for sure. I bought a couple of things off Caligari, and then I uh, um, just sort of like hit my budget 
yeah my, my, my budget there yeah for sure so uh so i'm i'm uh i'm in the headspace for uh for death metal be, to be resonating with me so I, I will definitely be checking out the rest of this lp um all right let's uh let's keep it moving so next up we have the band brooks with guerra mental this was sent in by grant williams he described it as uk 82 meets post-punk um which uh, could be very interesting. I like the art and presentation on it. They're from mm-hmm. Barcelona, Spain. Um, always like having international stuff on the show. So uh, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. The title track is the first track, and it's queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Guerra Mental by Brooks. We just heard the song Guerra Mental off of the EP of the same name by the band Brooks from Barcelona. I uh, I really, we, you know, full disclosure, Nate and I talked off air a little bit, and uh, I know that we both really liked that. So, Nate, why don't, you, uh, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like about this, right? Sure. I liked I liked um, the UK82. I liked the obvious nod to Oi in it. Right. Um, and the juxtaposition with, I mean, I mean basically it was, uh, you know, and I don't know, man, it was a perfect blending of two styles that you might not immediately think go together that well. Right. Um, and apparently they do. It's it was really fucking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, yeah, you you might you might not think that they go to well uh, to go together well uh, at first glance, but uh, but Blitz proved everybody wrong. Exactly, um, and, and that, that yeah, exactly. Back back in you know nineteen nineteen eighty three. So uh, right. yeah, I mean, this is immediately like the most obvious comparison is is mm-hmm. this is evocative of kind of that transitional period. Like this isn't full on like Second Empire Justice, but right. like that seven inch they put out New Age. Um, you know, this is evocative of, of that sort of 
of transitional era era of Blitz, and also um, of a lot of the the French Oi stuff from the the 80s that leaned into like weird post punk and melodic territories like uh, Camera Silence and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is like so completely in my lane and in, in, in pretty much every way. You throw some uh, th- some some chorus guitar in there, uh, a nice driving beat, and some like gruff oi vocals over top of it, and like uh, a nice warm lo-fi production. There's there's nothing about this that's uh, missing missing for me. It's hitting all of the right receptors in my brain and just dumping out a bunch of good chemicals. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe, I mean, we hear a lot, we hear a ton of stuff. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, we hear a lot of bands incorporating, you know, the post-punk elements and the oi elements Mm -hmm. as separate things. And we fucking like them a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think I've heard such a, uh, a well-executed, um, sort of like intermediate between the two. No, not really, man. Not really. Uh, not on the show. Right. That's what I mean. Not on the show. No, no, I would, I would say that you're probably right about that. That flu stuff at first, I thought that was the direction that it was going to go, um, but mm-hmm. that it ended up being like way, way harder than I expected it to be. Right. Um, and just sort of like the intro kind of hinted at and nodded at post-punk stuff and it wasn't really present the rest of the songwriting so much. But uh, yeah, I think that this is, uh, this is sort of like the perfect middle point uh, that, that manages to weave together the connecting tissue of those, those two genres with the, uh, with the most skill of anything that we've heard on this show, for sure. Um, this was this was very, very good. Um, I went to purchase it, and I uh, saw that it was uh, sold out. Um, so I imagine that their demo is too. But yeah, I'm going to listen to the rest of this, go back and check out the demo, and, uh, yep. and cross keep my an, fingers that they are putting out more stuff soon. Yeah, and keep an eye out for a fucking domestic release, right? So, yeah, for sure. It's got to um, be in the works. Got to, it's got to be, one would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. So uh, thanks again to Grant for sending that over. You uh, you know what daddy likes. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. So next up, we have a submission from uh, my old homie Trey York, uh, Indiana native who now lives elsewhere. The band is Caltes uh, Blute. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I can't pronounce that. I don't speak foreign languages, not a one of them. Um, the record is called the lost art of twilight. looks like they're about to be on some black metal shit. They better be if they're coming, if they're coming at me, uh, coming at me that hard with, uh, with album art. So I think it's cold blood. I just, Oh I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. That would make sense. Sorry, blue. Right. Yeah. Blue. Right. Yep. That makes sense. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, looks like they got the first song queued up to play and it's a long boy. So I wonder, I wonder if they're on some, uh, with that art and with these song lengths, I'm, I'm expecting to get smashed over the head with some dark throne right now. Oh, uh, uh, it says depressive suicidal black metal, vampiric black metal. We'll see what we get. Atmospheric black metal. We'll see what we get. That artwork's pretty sick though. It is. I like the artwork a lot. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's just listen to the seven minutes and six seconds of depressive suicidal black metal. We're going to hear the weight of time and flesh by cultist blute off of the lost art of twilight. Yeah. 
Okay, we just heard the song The Weight of Time and Flesh by Cultus Blute off of their release, The Lost Art of Twilight. Um, <clears throat> Nate, have you ever seen that meme that's like, uh, it's just like a zoomed in pixelated picture of uh, Shaquille O'Neal's face and his eyes are closed and it just says, I'm sleep. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, man, I'm 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 sleep. <laughs> um, this uh, so so I I think I have like a way higher threshold of tolerance for an interest in um, bands that would self-identify as atmospheric black metal and depressive suicidal black metal as as you uh, than you do. Um, oh, for sure. And but for me, I I need I need this to go one of two ways. Um, neither of which it really it really chose to go. I either want this to go, like you know, if I'm talking about like DSBM specifically, I, I want it to either go like strongly in the lineage of like uh, Philosophum era Burzum with like synths and like plotting tempos and um uh, you know it's et al. Or I would like it to go hard in the direction of kind of like over-the-top, super theatrical shit like An Autumn for Crippled Children or something. And and this kind of did neither of those things. Um, It was just, I guess this, this to me like perfectly encapsulates like why folks who are just kind of, who have never really dove into black metal as a genre um, tend to think of it as boring because I think this is like, this immediately kind of evokes like the those sort of just like uh, the the most boring components of the genre um you mm. know this this has like this has all of the sort of um like the the length and the breadth and scope of something like transylvanian hunger era dark throne but with like none of the fangs um yeah you know what i mean it's just it was really to me this was just incredibly tame and limp-wristed and like it just did nothing for me at all yeah so um you know i i I generally speaking don't like atmospheric black metal of this ilk um you mentioned transylvania hunger transylvania hunger for me is beloved because it's a fucking classic sure um but i do think that album is boring it definitely has more teeth than this yeah but man that song transylvania hunger fucking hell Right, but that's the point of it too. Right. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm not going to speak for fucking Fenris and Demon Has and everything, but like that's the point of it, um, is to be you know you don't want to listen to it, um, and to evoke just misery in you. Right. But I would I would much rather hear like the more bonkers versions of it. I, I Ross Bay style. Yeah, sure. Uh, Behereth drawing down the moon, mm-hmm. um, shit like that. That's that's more my fucking lane when it comes to black metal. Is the more bonkers stuff. Right. Um, the best thing I can say about this is yes, it did. Obviously, you mentioned Dark Throne. It does remind me of like Dark Throne from 1992, right? Sure. Um. <clears throat> So that's pretty good. Lots of people like that. I'm sure lots of people like this. That's cool. I can totally see why. I don't like I, I don't like Burzum because I think it's boring. I don't like I don't like black metal like this. It's boring. Um, simple as that. Uh, the best thing I can say that I like about this is the art. Yeah. Because it is super evocative of like Burzum's second record. Right. And at the heart of winter, and especially Nightside Eclipse mm-hmm. and the album art on those records all fucking roll, even though the Burzum records just basically straight D and D artwork. Like it's literally a copy, 100%. a hand drawn copy of <laughs> yes. uh, Temple of Elemental Evil artwork. Yep. yep. Um. But uh, 
Yeah, like I mean, I'm looking at the Night Side Eclipse art now, and it's like, God, that shit's so fucking cool. Yeah, right. Um, and the Heart of Winter too. Um, at the Heart of Winter, that fucking artwork is dope, and this artwork looks pretty dope too. So, kudos on the artist and kudos on the band for selecting it. I bet you lots of people like this. I can see why. This has never been my fucking flavor of black metal. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, uh, to some extent, this this definitely can be my flavor of black metal. But for me, this just it really it just it lacks. This sounded very light, didn't it? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying, man. Like this yeah. this didn't you said it didn't have any teeth. Like yeah, this didn't this had no fucking punch whatsoever. It was very it was just very like airy, airy and lackadaisical in in a way that I that just didn't didn't appeal to me man it just um i guess in 2021 i just i there there is a a smorgasbord of great black metal to choose from and uh this is fine you know what i'm saying like whatever i i don't think that this is embarrassingly bad or anything if you're going for a highly specific thing i I think you nailed it but like it just uh yeah man i i found myself i found myself disengaged within the first couple minutes so my ears kind of perked up at around like the three minute mark when they did go kind of go into that more just like overt dark throne worship riff but it, it it was not nearly enough to sort of uh pull pull it up from the nosedive that it was in for me and and um yeah i got i got no beef with this i just um i i find i found it uh very boring so yeah yeah um all right next up we have a band called gulp gulp or golpe they are from milan italy the record is uh la copa a solo tua this... oh, yeah the, i've heard the, the demos for this band before the oh, okay. 2020 demo all right yeah. cool yeah i have not heard that demo but uh do this i one... have this demo i i have one i think i might have one i don't know you very well might uh, yeah. I don't have a way to play tape, so I just uh, buy them because they look cool in the hopes that someday I'll have a fucking boombox that works again, or like a tape deck for my stereo that works again. Dude, I, ha- I I have a I have a nice I have a nice tape deck that you could have. All right, well I'll take that. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll holler at you. I'll bring it over your way. Um, I think maybe the right the right the right side of the deck maybe doesn't work but the left one does but either way i'll I'll get at you about it um so uh i have not heard this but it looks really fucking cool it's from milan and it was sent in by ryan donahoe so uh these are these are checking a lot of boxes for me right off the top so looks like the title track is the first song on here and it's queued up to play so we are going to listen to la copa a solo tua off of the record the same name by the band golpe Yeah. 
Okay, we just heard La Copa a solo t- La Copa a solo tua by Golpe from Milan, Italy. Damn, that was really fucking good. I liked that a lot. Do you like a little thing called hardcore punk? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? right. Do you like a little thing called hardcore punk? Then you'll love this. Uh so I I have seen this because it's for pre-order right now on Sorry State. Oh, okay, cool. Um and uh yeah, this is fucking dope. This is uh well, this is like when we, the, um, oh shit, I, was, I already forget the name of the band that we just listened to, uh, the Brooks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Brooks, yeah. This is like the burly fucking UK 82 oi, oi half of Brooks. Yes, right, yes, yes, right? yes, for sure, for sure. Um, take away all the chorus, take away all the fucking post-punk shit, and this is what you get. Right. Um, this was really fucking good. I like this a lot. Uh, I, I don't really have a, a lot uh, else to expand upon. You, you, you know you know that we like this on the show. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And if you don't like this, you are a hundred percent fucking false. Yes, absolutely, man. Like for this, what the fuck? This is this, this kind of shit is a fucking litmus test. Like you can like fucking, you know, beat down and, and slam and you can, you can like, you know, all sorts of fucking other goofy fucking, you know, uh, Eric nervous shit or something like that. But this is the fucking common thread with it all. If you don't like this, Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're in false. the wrong. Yeah, you're in the wrong place, man. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> this is really fucking good, man. I I, I let out in an audible woo when, yeah. when they when they hit the dude. Uh, it, it was big and loud, and it sounded really good. And guess what? Mastered by Wilk. Mastered by Wilk and yo tag team tag team mixed by Jonah oh, Falco, Falco and so Wilk. Yeah. This was mixed by Jonah Falco and Wilk, dude. That's the fucking dream team, dude. There you go. That's like the they, Olympic dream team of of mixers. Yeah, both of those guys jizzing all over the tracks. <laughs> That's right, man. You get this perfect homunculus of fucking hardcore punk. Yeah, yeah. Whew, that was really fucking good. Uh, that uh, that that put a big old smile on my face. It put me in a good ass mood. I was I was feeling uh, I was feeling very lethargic after that last track, and uh, that perked me right back up. That put me mm-hmm. put me right in the headspace I wanted to be. Um, gotta have to uh, gonna have to. Did you say this is up for pre order on on sorry it's, state it's right now? It's up for pre order. Okay. Uh, like I said, payday's up for me in about a week. So okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go pre order this like right now. Um, that was, that was really, really fucking good. So, um, all right, man. Well, we don't have much, we don't really need to speak on that, uh, at length because we, we already summed it up. If you don't like that, then your fucking brain is broken. Um, all right. Next up, we have a band called the hers collective with the third 100 song. So the third 100 song. So this is a band that I know. Only in passing, uh, because I heard of them. I heard of them via like an axe to grind listening party episode, like uh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. And um, I, from what I recall, it's like grind, grind stuff. And I think, I think they're they're kind of like shtick is that they're hyper political. And I think everybody or most of the people in the band are like trans identifying or non-binary. And I think like a lot of their songs deal, deal with that specifically. And I think that their name might be some sort of acronym or something. Um, but, uh, I remember hearing it on the show and they were kind of big up in it and then talking real big about it and me thinking like, yeah, this is, this is fine, but it's, it, 
that's not doing anything that's really impressing me. But I haven't checked in for the last couple of years, and a lot of people seem to like this. So, um, so we'll so, we'll see if I. So this is also it looks like a basically a discography of a bunch of shit. Oh, is this is this like their is this like everything that they've released so far? Uh, maybe except for tracks one through three. Oh, okay, so maybe one through three is right. yeah is like and then, all new stuff, right? Because at the very bottom of the page, um, ah, has okay, all the yeah, where yeah, everything yeah. else was. All right, cool. So this because um, must... I also noticed that there's like multiple covers on here, and I get mm-hmm. it. There's that there's a hundred songs, and right. okay, you know, like all right, yeah. Um, it's a double LP, so at least it's not a seven inch like you know, Slap a Ham did that. We don't need to do that anymore. Sure. Um, but still. Um, so, uh, so this was sent in by AJ. Um, AJ says that we are homophobic if we don't like this. Um, you know what? Actually, that brings something up. I I think I've now said gay like five times so far. On the course of like this series. Yeah. So I've used up my fucking quota. (laughs) I've I've used it at least two to three times, but I think we've used up our quota. We don't, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to overstep our bounds. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess not. Um, so uh, let's. Uh, it looks like they only have one song up for streaming off of this. So let's uh, let's just listen to that. So we're gonna listen to the song "Love" by Hers off the third 100 songs. Okay, so we just heard the song Love by Hers off of the third 100 songs, which is, as we established, a discography collection, and this is one of the new songs that they dropped for it. Uh, so this is pretty much in line with what I remember hearing on, on Axe to Grind, and uh, yeah, I don't think my feelings on this have changed too much. This is, this is uh, for lack of a better way to put it, it's kind of like it's pro, pro-core grind stuff, uh, like in the lineage of grind with obvious, obviously higher production values 
values than you get out of sort of like true basement scene grind and with an, uh, a lot of sort of obvious dark, heavy, hardcore of the Death Wish variety influence in this. Um, this would be at home on Death Wish in any any era of the last 20, 20 or so years at this point. Um, and it's really good at what it does. It's very competent, but it's uh, it's a ship that kind of has long since sailed for me and, and, and doesn't interest me a whole lot at this point. We've had a whole lot of bands like this on the show, and I, whenever it's as well done as this is, I always occupy the same space with it, which is that I'm ambivalent to it. If I see it live, I... I, I watch the set and probably enjoy it and maybe even pick up a tape. Um, but it's, it's just, these aren't the type of records that I'm actively adding to my collection, um, or I'm going back and pulling out and listening to regularly. It's just not a form that, uh, that has a lot to offer me at this point. It's, it's not something that really moves me on any level, but I understand the appeal of it. Um, it was well-played, well-produced. It was fast, uh, you know, catchy, heavy part at the end. I get it. You know what I mean? They're, they're doing what they do very well, but uh, it's uh, it's just something that kind of misses me at this point. But I got I got no beef with. Yeah, so I like this better than I expected. I I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be real, uh, a bunch of very short songs mm-hmm. with extremely pointed, hard on your sleeve, obvious fucking like message style lyrics. Sure. Um. And, uh, you know, we discussed this, I think, in the second batch of Hell Week with that band Ask. Yeah. Where you know, they were playing, Ask was playing much more, uh, a much more um, less professionally produced in basement style of like aggressive mishmash of fucking hardcore punk and whatever else. Right. Right. Um, very much hard on the sleeve. And we, we kind of talked about how this is fine. Um, but also at the same time, like sometimes that, it's it's a fine line to tread with me anyway with the uh, hard on your sleeve sort of stuff because I, I do appreciate like the genuine aspect of it, but at the same time I think it also sometimes kind of pulls the teeth off of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um it sort of uh yeah, it defangs hardcore in a lot of ways. Sure. I felt like this definitely wasn't defanged. Um this 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 had like probably because of the production, because it was huge, right? Yeah. Um this had that this just you know it had uh it had a bit more venom to it probably due to the production sure um so i didn't and also because you mentioned like death wish i don't know i go back a little older you mentioned like 90s victory catalog you know what i'm gonna say there's obvious fucking like dead guy (laughs) that i heard in there yeah of course um and and boy am i a sucker for that band um maybe not the the um the uh, imitators of that band right but um, all the time. But yeah, so that kind of that kind of hit me in a sweet spot there, too. I didn't I, I enjoyed this, I think, more than you did. Um, and uh, um, I'm glad that it wasn't just some like low effort message first music second shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I, de- this, I definitely this, don't think this band is that. No. Right. Like this had fangs and this also like, you know, this had fangs and it also has intent. Sure. Which is good. Yeah, that's a good combination for sure. If you uh, if you can bring both to the table, I uh, I tip my hat to you for sure. Um, and yeah, like I said, I got no beef with this. This is just uh, this is stuff that, like I said, I find myself largely ambivalent to these days. Won't turn it off if it's on, um, but probably won't ask who it's who it is if it's on either. You know, right. 
Um, but yeah, yo, like I said, I, I very much understand why people fuck with this band. They, uh, they do what they do very well. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to the next joint. So next up we have a band called Cellophane. Uh, this was sent in by Drew Thorla. Uh, the record is partners in hell and, uh, man, we have a very international heavy, uh, episode tonight. This is a band from Greece. Um, I know nothing about this looking at it. It looks like it's about to be some post-punk shit. I was going to tell you, this is either going to be a big hit or a big fucking mess. <laughs> right, for sure. Oh, actually, you know what? Drew uh, Drew said that uh, they're doing stuff that he said to him was evocative of uh, of the kind of synth shit that Ricky is doing. Um, oh, okay. So if it's in that lane and if it's anywhere near as well done as that, uh, I'll probably fucking love this. So he also suggested, I believe, a specific track. Let me de- double check. Um Actually, yeah, okay. He suggested Off Diner Hout. Um, so that's the last track on here, actually. That's the record closer. So we'll uh, we'll go with that. We'll go with your suggestion, Drew. So we're going to listen to Off Diner Hout by the band Cellophane off of Partners in Hell.
Okay, so we just heard the song Off Diner Haut uh, by Cellophane off of their record Partners in Hell. Yeah, so uh, Drew, I guess your comparison to, to Ricky is is uh, not totally off base, but this is definitely leaning leaning way harder into the the cold wave and and dark wave end of the uh, the synth spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it is uh, really really good. Definitely super in my lane. I love shit like this when it is done um, with with this level of expertise. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's something that's uh, always rung my bell since. I was a kid uh, and and has has rung the bell of many a listener over many years because it is an enduring form. Um, there's been peaks and valleys, but you know there was a moment when uh, stuff like this, or at least very closely adjacent to this, was could be heard on mainstream radio. Right? This was sure. uh, this is is just something that pleases the human ear in, in nine out of ten cases. It's really really good. It's hard to hate. It uh, this was well composed. I thought the sax was um, actually very very effective in this uh very moody very atmospheric you know uh driving pretty much everything about this style of music that i like they they hit the nail on the head and it looks like they've also been doing this for a fucking grip grip yeah for sure so uh so not not only are these dudes doing it very very well but it looks like they were uh at least they were quite a few years ahead of the current uh, hype wave that this kind of stuff is writing. So 2012. Yeah. So. so props, props to them for being, being on this ship for the last decade and, and not uh, just hanging from the nuts of something that is, is currently in vogue. So I will also say just like, you know, looking, looking at these two people, um, you only get by looking like that if you make music that is this sick. Because right, like, yeah. other, otherwise, it's fucking clown shoes. Right. Like this is one of those things where you got to go whole hog on it. Like if you're if you're gonna fucking be the goth the goth couple or the goth band or whatever, you have to fucking like be this good at it or you just look like complete fucking morons but because uh, because of the sounds that i just heard i'm like all right cool you guys get a pass you guys get to look like that you know for sure for sure you have to be you you have to be uh the top of your game to pull that off and also uh, unabashed about it Uh, yes uh, yes absolutely no no half stepping on this shit and also yo so (laughs) as i was like looking at these two people and and listening to this music i thought to myself like do you think this is what moth tax thinks that they are i was gonna so i was gonna mention that band um because we've got a similar dynamic here right male female right right uh the synth thing sure um this band also despite the fact that it was moody and definitely you know uh doing its thing it was fun she had those little like lifts in her voice at mm-hmm. the end of some of the verses and and the chorus and uh you know kept it like a little light um and fun yeah as it were and uh i think that maybe that band was kind of like trying for something like this even though they're not following trends right. um you know um yeah i don't know uh, but I, I did like this a lot. I'm keeping my eye on it for next Friday when I get paid. Yeah. Um, for sure. It looks like, uh, at least in the band camp, all the vinyls long fucking gone. Yep. Um, but there, like are a long. Few, there are a few cassettes though. 
there are a few cassettes and I'll probably go for the vinyl. Um, so I'm, I'm looking online on other places, but I think they're all in fucking Europe. So, yeah. Um, and also, yo, the cassette better be fucking deluxe as shit. Cause it's 14 euros plus, plus yeah, shipping. Real. That's crazy. You're going to pay like $30 for a cassette. Yeah. You man. better, you might as well just buy a fucking t-shirt while you're at it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, just bought this. Dude, that's, the, that's how the they get you. That does man. not look deluxe as fuck. No, it's just, I think it's just because it's hand numbered, like limited to 80 copies, but like, yeah. here's the thing. I don't fucking give a shit about celebrity. So I don't give a fuck that you fucking, right. the, your, your hand touched the cassette that that's I what i was saying like me. for the shipping you might as well throw something else in there too right yeah for sure that that cassette actually looks bare bones as shit yeah um so that, yeah that 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 fucking case looks brittle as hell yeah that won't even make it across the atlantic not not a chance so, so i'm not paying 14 euros for that that's fucking absolutely bonkers but uh but i'm sure it's, this is see this is another one of those things where it's just no matter how much we we dip our toes into other shit it's like we can't escape the confines for of, of of the like the shackles of hardcore and punk because like metal people and like and like dyed in the wool like synth wave people they'll drop 50 bucks on like a release and shit and think nothing of it. Whereas for me, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, well, I, I'm not going to lie. I have dropped like 50 bucks on a release, but it's, you know, like, you know, the fucking that Hellhammer triple LP that came out sure. like fucking 10, 12 years ago. Right? right. 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 It's, it's not, it's not, it's not like, you know, a cassette. Right. Um, cause yeah, by the time you fucking order that in the exchange and everything like that, it's going to be about 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, I, I ain't doing that. Not a chance. But also, like I said, I ain't fucking ordering two minutes and 39 seconds of music from Deluxe Bias. Right. Um, either. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. Fair enough. I ain't buying that fucking Jackal 7-inch we listened to that was like three and a half minutes of music like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> right. So yeah. at least at least what you're getting here is a full fucking record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so... Um, still, I don't, I feel like, uh, your record, like, especially if it's on a cassette, I shouldn't be paying more than a $1 per song. You know what I'm saying? I I kind of feel that. I kind of feel that. That's, I think that's fair. Like if this were 10 bucks. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, that, that's fine. I'm getting an LP it's on cassette form, but I'm getting an LP length record. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to take a stab at it that, it don't cost that much more to make a fucking shitty tape over in Europe. I'm I'm positive that it does not. Right. Um, so, you know, give the fucking kids a break, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. But I think that's the thing is I don't think the kids are the people buying this, right? That's no, re- I don't think I don't think so. Either. And it's reflected in the in the price points. But uh, but other than that, other than that faux pas, um, yeah, this is really really fucking good, and I'm definitely gonna try and uh, track down the. Maybe a stateside a stateside distro that's got copies of this because I would uh, I would like to own it. So uh, on that, let's uh, let's let's move on to the last thing, the very last thing of this fucking this, of this godforsaken theory series. And yo, this last episode has been pretty good. We've heard we've heard quite a few fucking bangers on this episode, um, more bangers than bullshit for sure. And so. I think well, I didn't like Mesmer more for because it was fucking lame than like right. the music. The music sure. was fine, yeah. but you know I'll probably just go listen to D Junior too. Right. Um, 
I'm trying to think what is there anything that we just straight didn't like? No. No. That was the only thing. Like the the cultus blut. Um Yeah, I mean we were fine lukewarm to it, but no nothing that we were like, holy shit, this fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. I ain't gonna buy it, but if a buddy of mine puts it on, I'll be like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um it's your car. <laughs> but uh yo we have one more chance to be gravely disappointed so let's uh let's give them a shot so the last thing that we have tonight is hanging body this was uh sent in by johnny d who plays in the band the record is seething revulsion he says that this is coming out uh this month it may already be out on uh practiced hatred which um is you know knowing what i know about that label i imagine that this is going to be power violence just looking at it and the song lengths practice hatred is has put out uh, some wound man stuff. They've put out mm-hmm. si- sidetracked. Um, they put out uh, that Hong Kong fuck you band that we had on the show. Um, mm-hmm. So I imagine that this is going to be some some PV, and it is uh, it is West Coast based. So let's uh, let's just dive right into it. So they got the first song this first song queued up to play. So we're going to listen to the song Waste by Hanging Body off of Seething Revulsion. Okay, we decided to listen to two songs since uh, 45 seconds is a very, fairly short sample time. So we listened to Waste and Complete Collapse by Hanging Body off of Seething Revulsion, which uh, looks like is their first proper release. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, not power violence, but very short, fast, aggressive hardcore. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, it was not power violence. And uh, to be fair, Johnny did not describe it as such. He said it was LA, LA hardcore, uh, indeed. Um, I guess just with uh, the the song lengths and knowing what the label has put out and like the the black and white uh, high contrast Xerox nature of this, I guess I was uh, just automatically yeah, expecting automatic TV. And, you know? and the imagery with the fucking right. noose and everything. Yeah, yeah I think I kind of jumped to the same conclusion too. Um, I'm glad it's not PV because just looking at the image there too, I thought, oh man, this is going to be shitty fucking PV. Yeah, same. Um, but uh, 
um, yeah, this was good. This sounded like a, a very noisy fucking stripped down thing that you might hear on like quality control. I mean, who doesn't like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that this was, um, maybe a couple tiers, tiers below that. Um, but I think it's, uh, I think it's like the first step on a, on a good trajectory for sure. Um, I would like to hear this, uh, this approach fleshed out a little bit more, but, um, I like the, I like the lo-fi raw production. I like the speed of it. I like the short songs. Um, but but uh, but there was just like a, there was just like a little something lacking for me. I guess it just it lacks sort of um, I guess that that linchpin of like uh, very watertight songwriting sensibilities that a lot of this stuff in this vein that's coming out right now that I think is in the upper echelons of it. I don't um, think I don't feel like it had like that catchy right. sort of like hook that you're looking for yeah. a lot of times, even if it's just for like you know four seconds right? right yeah that one thing that everybody goes fucking side to side for for a second yeah for sure this this uh this stuff just isn't um it's not an earworm and i'm sure it isn't really designed to be you know what i mean but for me that that level um or that uh, that element always sort of pushes pushes bands into into the next level for me right now this uh like even though i liked it fine while i was hearing it i know it's just going to dissolve into the background noise of my of my brain within the next couple of days especially with this much shit as we just heard over the last the course of the last you know 20 or 48 hours or whatever so um yeah. but but i got no beef with this at all and uh i think if this were fleshed out and filled out a little bit more um and uh there were some more concrete ideas presented here um i could get down with this for sure like i said uh, this is i think their first you know quote unquote proper release they just had like a four track demo in december of 2019 and now this um yeah i think if i think if this keeps moving um in an upward trajectory i could i could get down with this i got uh, i got no problems with it but uh, as it stands I'm, I'm also probably not not going to remember it so yeah yeah i feel i feel the same way i like this um hopefully it comes back around in my radar and uh like to see what comes next yeah um here's here's the thing i find my my own um i guess uh i find that i'm being influenced by current trends in art because everybody's using the tape format, even if they don't fucking put it on a tape. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, I automat- I'm, I'm it's like a Pavlovian response. I'm like, okay, well, this might be pretty good right, without even right. hearing it. Yeah, for sure, dude. And so looking at this, which is not using that, right? Yep. Um, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is probably going to suck. Like they couldn't even be bothered to like, you know, format the art. It's just a fucking high. It's just like a maybe a Photoshop like super fucking high contrast Xerox, you know, fucking effect on like a, some looks like a fucking body. Right. right? Yeah. It's barfing bricks. Yes. And, um, you know, that's on me. For sure. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I, I'm being brainwashed by trends, right? Dude, 100%. I, I have 100% found myself having those exact same thoughts. Like it's, it's, uh, it's very insidious. You don't, you don't realize the ways in which, uh, culture is just seeping in and, and altering your neural pathways until you find yourself in the midst of it. You're like, oh, holy shit. I, I have indeed been taken for a fool by culture once again yeah god it's so you're fucking irritating right yeah yeah but uh it's uh it it can't be avoided man we're just we're just big meat robots right we like to think we're smart but we're not we're not we're very we're so 
unbelievably susceptible to the most subtle of suggestions and it can totally divert our path in a particular direction. And uh, I actually kind of feel like my response to this might have been different had the artwork been if it had slightly different. if it had Which like a slick weird. tape layout and and like yeah. and it had like a, a a stupid a stupid looking monster guy with like a big dick on it like pissing yeah, on something yeah like I would have yeah. had a totally different response <laughs> to this sure. right dude yes see we are we are fucking monkeys <laughs> I feel I feel like we should do these blind like the, like doing a blind interview where like you don't see the you know like look, looking at resumes blind like which we, we we're thinking about the one at work where you don't see the person's name sure. you don't see any, you just see their experience you know and all that sort of thing so that you kind of get rid of that inherent bias right um i feel like maybe we should just like listen to these things fucking blind <laughs> yeah ex- except for the fact that like i i think i like taking things as an entire package and i in i do too i think I mean? it's important yeah. i think i you know especially anymore because everything is a copy of a copy and and essentially everything is like we've talked about it before is basically just playing to a form playing the fucking classics as it were right and so the total package matters a ton yeah minor threat probably could have got away with fucking you know putting their seven inches in uh, i don't know manila envelopes with a fucking just crayon it said minor threat on it right, right. yeah Right. Um, or, or whatever, right? Sure. Fucking repurposing fucking, I don't know, fucking uh, Thin Lizzy album, right? <laughs> right. Um, scratching out Thin Lizzy. That actually was pretty dope. That would but, be pretty um, dope, yes. You know what I mean? But just like Minor Threat could have got away with anything because they they set the fucking trend, right? right. Um, but now you got to have... All the, you got to have every all the boxes ticked. Yeah, I need I need you to be firing on 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 all cylinders for me to give you it's, my time and money. It's like judging cosplay, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. Right. Yep. I don't know nothing about cosplay, but I bet you uh, you got to have all your fucking ducks in a row if you're going to win the cosplay competition at the com- dude fucking Comic Con. <laughs> Yeah, man, they've really devolved, haven't they? Dude, I, I have not, I went to one about four years ago in Indy, and I, I had not been to one since I was, uh, since like the 90s, essentially, when it was basically just, you know, idiots. Yeah. Um, looking at books. And, right. And um, it was disturbing. It sucked. It was beyond irritating, and it was like, there were two, there were two, there were tons of cosplayers everywhere. You know, I think I've talked about it before. It was like Fat Bane, Fat Punisher. Sure, fat, yeah. Fat Thor, <laughs> right? Um, fat Poison Ivy, uh, Fat Harley Quinn. <laughs> um, but then it was like there were there were two girls that were dressed up as like Transformers uh-huh. that were much less than eighteen years old, uh-huh. and I mean scantily clad as fucking like Starscream and like fucking Ramjet or something like that from fucking Transformers, like the eighties Transformers. Sure. It was disgusting. I, 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 I was I was very much bothered by it. Um, like we were eating in the food court, and there's idiots all around, and those two come walking by. I'm like, we need to go. This is fucking awful. This is fucking vile. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's like that. That is truly like the uh, that is the other edge of the double edged sword. That is like the mainstream prol- proliferation of nerd culture. Like the 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 bright side is that 
we get like a ton of cool multimedia stuff that would have been unthinkable, you know, even 20 years ago, which is sick to, to watch on screen as, as burnt out as, uh, as, as sort of like the Marvel effect can make you. Um, I, I am nonetheless pretty enamored with the fact that I get to watch like stories that I grew up reading played out in a super high budget fashion on the screen. Because again, I am a little monkey man. Um, well, and I'm also a fucking poser now. I'm not buying $5 books. Sorry, not doing it. Sure, I'd much rather fucking watch the alternate universe version of it in a fucking movie. <laughs> right, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna keep up on fucking buying twenty-seven to page five dollar books. Where the fuck would I even put them? Yeah, I and I do, I do buy books, but I don't buy single issues. I just wait until they get compiled into trades. You know, the years later. Yeah, sometimes I'll do, and, and I'm honestly not interested in like the. Welcome to the comic book fucking show right <laughs> so so we we concluded demo listen and now we're talking shit on comic books but like you know like that there were no interesting books at the fucking con none there right. were no <clears throat> no independent books yeah no interesting books it was all basically your big marvel and dc books and that was it that's what i'm saying um, it's just who gives a, a shit i don't a, give a shit it's just a bummer i i would i would much rather um i would much rather have it be a bunch of maladjusted fucking morons looking for back issues of the question from 1973 than uh, a bunch of like uh malignant narcissists parading around getting their pictures taken with people for yeah. instagram you know what i mean um, yeah if 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 oh, if ever there were was a time for foam low low clearance foam insulation ceilings and pyrotechnic displays it was that fucking comic <laughs> yeah yeah give them give them the old great white treatment right that's right <laughs> <laughs> so um on that, on that note let's uh let's wrap it up for the evening we uh we managed to we managed to fucking milk out about two hours of content from this shit show so um yo we heard a lot of really good stuff tonight that was uh that was a pretty strong note to end this uh this little excursion into hell on we've uh we've emerged um not unscathed but uh, all in all still in one piece um, we've been led through all nine circles and lived to tell the tale, much like Dante. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, after this, it'll be back to uh, back to business as usual. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for accompanying us on this journey. Um, um, I feel a, a great degree of relief that we're we're caught up on shit and that we heard a whole bunch of stuff that probably would have slipped uh, slipped through the cracks otherwise. There, it, uh, it yielded some purchases from me, and will probably yield some more as I go back and edit these and uh, and pick out the ones uh, the shit that I liked the most. I'm sure I'll probably end up picking up a few more records and tapes. So uh, all in all, even though it was a, a taxing experience, it was one that uh, that I think was fruitful so I'm, I'm glad we decided to do it mm -hmm. um we will uh we will catch you on the next one peace